Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 16 of the Outside Scoop podcast. I'm Dustin Stortzum, joined alongside the 2019 Expedition League General Manager of the Year and future Expedition League Hall of Famer, Jackson Bruce is with me. Jackson, how you doing, man? Good. I thought I was, I thought I had Bruce Buffer on. Yeah, did you like that? I, I did. You're excited maybe I should, today. Maybe I should introduce every episode like that. You're excited today. Dude, I'm in a good mood. Today is like a great day for me. I'm loving life. It's beautiful outside. I got the window open. I'm just feeling good today. I'm about to go to Wednesday beers with my guy, John Sterling. After We're this. a big fan of John Sterling around these big parts. Big fan. We should actually have him on the pod one day. I think that'd be fun. The uh, sa- the that. sales manager of Dakota Radio Group. He's a behind-the-scenes man. He's been working By hard. Way, on... We're going to have some exciting news pretty soon to share with you. Big-time news. You all. Big time. Like Big maybe time. No, there's no bigger time than this one, for real. No, but we have to wait till uh, probably like next week. All right. Next I week. I can wait. Get us, I can wait. Get us all groomed up. That's a hint. I love it. That's a hint. I love it. Let's get into it, Jackson. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start off with some buzzwords today, like usual. Uh, so, Dustin, I need your buzzword for this little story. A man has eaten Big Mac daily for 50 straight years. Mm-hmm. And he said there is nothing that he'd rather eat. This man, Donald Gorsk, has eaten a Big Mac nearly every day for 50 straight years, and he has no plans to stop. He is from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Shout out to um, the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders of the Northwoods League. I have one of their hats. Great brand. Uh, great game day experience from what I understand. This man holds the Guinness Book of World Records for most Big Macs consumed uh, in, a, in a lifetime. This guy is just... Off the hinges. The Fond du Lac McDonald's has congratulated him because it's the 50th anniversary yesterday. Uh, May 17th, 1972 is when he started eating Big Macs. And uh, he they congratulated him because that's where it all started was in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And he actually tried to get his son to do it. His son was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't. I don't know how he does it. And uh, But anyway, he... Um, like I said, he owns the Guinness Book of World Records. This guy looks like a hippie. It's pretty pretty incredible. But this is the real kicker. He is so diligent in his record keeping that he keeps every Big Mac container and receipt, organizing them oh. into boxes and pouches and labeling them by year. He is also rumored to update his 14 burgers per week schedule on a calendar. Dustin, I need your buzzword for, uh, for this man eating a Big Mac every day for 50 years. Nasty, dude. Nasty. Disgusting. Listen, I love, listen, no shade to McDonald's whatsoever. Like, big fan of McDonald's. I go to McDonald's quite frequently. Um, but every day for 50 years. You would I think just, you'd get I, sick of it. I could. It doesn't matter what fast food chain it is. There's no way I could eat something every single day for 50 years. Yeah, you would think that you'd get sick of it. You know, my son back in South Dakota, he used to eat at McDonald's every single day. That's because he worked there. Um, right, and he was an employee there. So Now he's a manager he at Subway. Congratulations, Mr. Yeah. Turlock. Yeah, Mr. Turlock. He also got caught cheating in Call of Duty. Call so him out. Call him out. He's, he's down bad right now. Tyler he is. is down bad. He's about to be my, banned from every Call of Duty league there is. He's getting grounded by me, too. Grounded. He just got grounded. He's, he's down bad right now. I think he needs to go get a Big Mac himself. It's because your apartment smells like Domino's and feet. It uh, suppose allegedly. So what I happens when you let him be at home alone for a month? 
Calling Child Protective Services. I'm scared to go back. (laughs) By the way, this guy said it's the best sandwich in the world. Really? He said that. He said that. Well, I guess if he says it, it's got to be true. So, yeah, you think this is nasty. You're not a fan. It's disgusting. My word is mactastic. (laughs) This is mactastic. And if you want a Jackson definition for mactastic, it is that is fantastic in a Big Mac way. This is an incredible feat. Like for me, dude, I, I got a story for you. I was when I was the general manager of the Pier Trappers, we went on a winning streak. Well, we were losing bad. We were down bad. Like we lost like eight, nine in a row. And I went to Burger King for lunch and I got the Bacon King. You ever had the Bacon King? Uh yes, I have, yeah. So I had a Bacon King and we won. So I said I would eat a Bacon King every day until we lost. Four days later, I was having the meat sweats trying to eat a fourth Bacon King in as no many way. days. And, I, dude, I was, like, going blind. It was horrible. You are going blind? I felt like it. I was, I, but, the, but the meat sweats were real, dude. I was eating this sandwich in Burger King. And uh, Peter, who was on our podcast uh, yesterday, couldn't, can confirm this because he was with me, dude. I was not looking good. And I had a game that night. I was like, dude, I can't do this. And that was the end of my Bacon King run. I can't imagine. And also, I was just so sick of the taste of it. It was four days later. I couldn't handle it. One a day, it's just too much. I couldn't imagine every day for 50 years eating a Big Mac. Ugh. Hats off, though. Hats, Hats off. off. And, and what makes it even more astounding is that every time he travels, he's getting himself a Big Mac somewhere, some way. And you, like got, you have to go out of your way to do that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, especially the, if you're in South Dakota, like you got to go out of your way if you're traveling to find that. I want to know this guy's marital status, because if he's divorced, he was more committed to the Big Mac than he was his wife. A hundred percent. Oh, 100%. man. A hundred percent. I love this story. This guy has got commitment. Um, if he, He's got a son, so he obviously had had a romantic relationship in the past. Uh, but if if he you can't tell me he's got commitment issues because this man has eaten no. a Big Mac every day for fifty years. He would treat you right. He treats his Big Macs right. Right. All right. Next story coming up. This is one straight out of TMZ, baby. And pretty straight much out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of TMZ. Just like pretty much every celebrity story. Source is close to a couple to the couple, which is Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Kourtney Kardashian, obviously a part of the Kardashian family that everyone knows. Travis Barker, uh, Blink-182 drummer, and is a great music producer. He does a lot of awesome music. Uh, he's done remixes with like uh, Eminem and Soldier Boy, and they and he just brings a hard rock drummer vibe to everything. They're, they're officially married in a ceremony in Italy. Uh, and the paparazzi's getting them. Apparently, this is a private ceremony. Travis Barker, you know, tatted up. Courtney Kardashian and all the other Kardashians and Megan Fox, they like them tatted up dudes. Those tatted up skinny white dudes. Give me your buzzword for this. Uh, dude, I really don't have a good one. I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, it just, anything Kardashian at this point, after what Kim did to Yee, I'm I'm under it's yay, a, dude. It's yay. Don't act so white. Whatever. Yay. It's rap, Kanye. Dude. It's not Kanye. I don't care, dude. Uh, that that that's the that's the country in me. Ye. 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 You can flame me for that. Actually, you know what, Twitter, you can flame me for that one. Yeah, flame. you got me. 
he, he is that me. white. You folks. got me on that one. But I don't listen, you know, in my defense, I do not listen to rap music. So you listen I to gravy, listen though. To, I do listen to gravy. I do enjoy me some young gravy. Shout out young gravy, by the way. Uh, he just had a big week because it was Mother's Day and then, you know, Mother's Week. And there was just a lot of you know, posts on the Facebook timeline. And he said it was like literally his favorite week of the entire year. So he, happy holidays. Happy right. holidays. Right. Happy holidays from young gravy. I, I just don't care. Jackson. I don't care. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really care either, but I'm going to act like I care. And for me, I it's, it's beautiful. Thus it's beautiful. It's oh love. My God. Is it? Cause I just looked up a picture of those two and he's got his tongue down her throat. Oh, so, dude. I thought it was soft <laughs> corn for a second. His his head is tatted. I love it. It's beautiful. I just got married, dude. I'm I'm just feeling sentimental. I mean, true. I'm feeling sentimental. But I know they didn't throw the party that we did. Yo, listen, your party was good. It was popping. party was solid. It was bussing, no cap. No kizzy. <laughs> so, for me, I think, you know what? If Kourtney Kardashian is attracted to this man, I... It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And you know, uh, I will say, Jackson, love is beautiful. Love is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love it. Good for good for Mr. Barker. Way to pull, my man. Way to pull. And I can't wait love to it. hear your next album that or your next EP you do with my boy Yellow Wolf. You don't even know who Yellow Wolf is, do you? I don't. Figure it out. I'm so uncultured. It's not funny, dude. Yellow Wolf, you should. You would like him. You're you're a country boy. He does like country rap. He's a legend. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Yellow Wolf fan. You should listen to Huge Yellow Yellow Wolf guy. I went to a Yellow Wolf concert in Cleveland, and like half of them were dressed like gangsters, and half of them were dressed like cowboys. It was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen, and I was singing oh, along to I every like word. It. Oh, Maybe I would like it. He's got his song "Daddy's Lambo." He sings. He sings about. Like there's there's one call song called Let's Roll that he does with Kid Rock. He's got multiple songs with Kid Rock. Let's okay, roll. He's maybe talking I about give him a listen. Maybe I gotta try it, Jackson. He wears mossy oak. He's got a mullet mohawk. He's tatted up everywhere. He's from Alabama. He's the man. He's well, the man with a plan. He is. Shout out Yellow Wolf. I got two of my favorite rappers, Young Gravy and Yellow Wolf. Let's move on though. This is one of my favorite topics, Dustin. I picked it because it's juicy. It's not juicy on the surface, but I like it. We got the Orlando Magic winning the NBA lottery. It, for for the listeners who don't know or follow basketball, the NBA does uh, does a different way of determining the first round, the first overall pick. Most sports, they do it by record. The NBA takes the 14 worst records, and they put them in uh, – Essentially, it's like it's a bunch of ping pong balls. They're popping, 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 and then uh, one pops out, and that's uh, who's the – then they go down the list, 14th, 13th, all the way down to one. You have a certain amount of odds, and then they uh, whoever is the last ping pong ball out is the number one pick. The Orlando Magic got it. They had a 14% chance of getting it along with – so they actually – this is one of the rare times that one of the, the, the top percentages gets it because a lot of times it's not that way. Uh, them, the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons all had 14% chance. Orlando Magic get it. It's the first time they've had the first pick since 2004 when they drafted Dwight Howard. I want to hear your buzzword for the Orlando Magic winning the NBA lottery. You know, I was going to say treason. Treason. But, um, you know, to be fair, Orlando, because I really wanted Houston to get the number one pick. Um, 
but to be fair, the Orlando Magic have been uh they, they've been worse for a lot longer. Like they've just been horrible since Dwight Howard's left. So um you know, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy. I'll just say happy for my buzzword. I'm happy for the Orlando Magic. Hopefully they can find a, a pick. Uh I know um oh what's his face from uh Gonzaga. I can't think of his name. Holgren? Is it Holgren? Oh yeah. Chet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I heard the rumors going around that uh that he might be the number one pick. So we'll see. I hope they get their next uh superstar. I think Orlando deserves to be a good basketball team. I don't hate Orlando. So uh happy for them, but I'm also devastated for Houston, who ended up getting the third pick in the draft. And then I don't know if you were like on Twitter much or NBA Twitter much. I know we kind of No, I don't like NBA bit. Twitter. It's I'm done with it. Right. Right. But, like, the Pelicans were roasting the Lakers because they were like, yo, Lakers, thanks for the number eight overall pick. In the oh, draft. yeah. <laughs> for, in the Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. that's That was, like, a few years ago. I love the NBA. They're, like, trading picks in 2030. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, by the way, Orlando has had some pretty good draft luck. Uh, last year they had the number five and number eight picks, and they picked Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner. And uh, those guys are both, I think, going to be studs. The Rockets, I don't feel bad for them. They got Jalen Green, I believe, at number five last year. Uh, so they're they're building a squad. But um, my word for this, for the Orlando Magic part, I'm I'm happy for them. So I'll I'll say uh, congratulations. But for the NBA lottery, it's a sham. It's, a it's sham. rigged. The NBA lottery is rigged, Dustin. You know what? There are some conspiracy theories behind that, like the New York Knicks uh, with the frozen envelope. I don't got. The, I don't uh, care about the Knicks. No, I'm just saying that like there has been some conspiracy theories behind you know the draft. So I'm with you. I got a big conspiracy theory for you. All right, all right, hit me with We're it. We're bringing it up here, baby. So LeBron James. When did LeBron leave the uh, the the Cavs? Let me check. I'm I'm checking my sources here just to Was it 2000... just 2010. Yeah. 2010. I was say 11, so I was close. All right, so then we're going to go to the 2010 NBA draft, which I don't know if it was immediate. But anyway, so LeBron, obviously in front of everybody and their dog, leaves the Cavs. So 2010 is just a terrible year for the Cavs. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they wouldn't have had the number one pick. So 2010, terrible year for the Cavs, LeBron leaves. So what happens? 2011... Guess who just so happens to have the number one pick after being a year-after-year sellout? The Cleveland Cavaliers. So they picked Kyrie Irving in 2011. But wait, there's more. So we keep going. Oh, by the way, 2012, Anthony Davis gets drafted by the New Orleans Hornets. Guess who owned the New Orleans Hornets at the time? The National Basketball Association. So then we go go to the 20... 13 draft and this is where it gets really weird so the Cavs are still terrible right and what happens the Cavs who do not even oh this isn't even it this isn't even it this then they get the number one pick and draft Anthony Bennett it's 2014 draft that I'm looking for so as you can tell so 2011 they get the number one pick after LeBron leaves Kyrie Irving 2012 Anthony Davis first round pick New Orleans Hornets, the NBA owns the New Orleans Hornets. 2013, the Cavs again get the number one pick, Anthony Bennett. 2014 is what I'm talking about here. So then you have 
another year where the Cavs have the number one pick, and they get who? Andrew Wiggins, which Andrew Wiggins was supposed to be teammates with LeBron because LeBron came back. But LeBron's GM now. So Andrew Wiggins actually is traded to the Timberwolves for Kevin Love. The NBA knew that they needed to keep the Cavs relevant because they knew that the Cavs as a whole are a good NBA story. LeBron is your hometown boy in Cleveland. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You went a long ways for this one, Jackson. Oh, it gets better, though, because I'm going to backtrack now to 2011. Because I told you about Kyrie, right? Number one pick. This team has not been bad very long. Guess what happens? They also that year get the number four pick and draft Tristan Thompson. You're telling me this team, who was a playoff team the year before, is now got two top four picks? Get out of here. Get out of here. The NBA's rigged. And they rigged the Chris Paul trade. He was supposed to go to the Lakers. Didn't go to the Lakers. They rigged it. They rigged the draft. They rigged the trades. Oh, man. It's, NBA's a sham. That's so you're what, ca- are, wait, 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 Jackson. This is a big moment right now. Are you calling the NBA frauds? Big frauds. Whoa! Oh, 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 oh. Dude, why do you why do you think the Suns and the Bucks got knocked out in the first, uh, in the same round this year? Listen, I'm just because the NBA were. was mad last year that they had Milwaukee and Phoenix as their NBA Finals markets. Who's left? Right, because right, you're not going to get the views. You're not going to get the numbers. Right, and now who who's left? You have the Golden State Warriors playing the who? Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing the Mavericks. Playing Dallas. Okay. So Golden State, though, gets views. Then look at the Eastern Conference, Miami and Boston, who are two of the biggest markets in the NBA. They didn't want right. to repeat. They didn't want to repeat of last well, year. It, it, well, and now you create the storyline of Luka Doncic, right? Because right, he, and Luka's one of the big stars. Like that is right. that's more material too. People apparently are bored of Giannis because he's so good all the time. Right, right. And they don't and, want uh, Milwaukee. And, they don't want yeah. Phoenix. Luke is this underdog story. He doesn't have any other superstars other than like a crazy Spencer Dinwiddie every now and then. You're a big Spencer Dinwiddie guy too. Big Spencer. He's a buff. He's a buff. He's a buff. He's but, the mayor. He was the mayor of Boulder, baby. But do you see where I'm coming from now? With I do. This? I, I actually, you know what? I do. It's and uh, it's it's a rigged league. I, I'm also gonna. I'm you know I don't know if this is an actual hot take. I you know NBA Twitter's probably gonna come at us if they find. This I don't podcast. care. NBA Twitter can come at me. I'll give them stats and they won't know what to do. The the NHL playoffs have been a hundred times more entertaining than the NBA playoffs have this year. That happens every year. The NHL playoffs are second I behind like, baseball. I feel like right now that's a bull. I, more people need to get into hockey because hockey's a fantastic sport. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Hockey is awesome, and the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs are unbelievable every year. I uh, yeah, I'm with you. By the way, very very disappointed in how the Blues played last night. Outside of uh, Jordan Bennington, shout out my boy Benner. I, I feel so bad for him because he played an amazing game. He gave the Blues an opportunity to take game one, um, and they just came up short in in overtime. But, man, shout out. Shout out, Benner. I'm disappointed in my Kings, but I don't want to get into that. That's tough. We'll move on, though. All right. All right. We got it. I don't know what it is of people uh, doing their bodily functions we're not supposed to, but this <laughs> time we got something, something nasty. Amber oh, Heard like today. nasty. 
no, a couple days ago, Amber Heard testified about pooping in her and Johnny Depp's bed when they were married. Right. There has been a there's been a report um that she had pooped in their bed when they were had their whole dispute. We're not gonna get in their whole dispute because it's such a long story. But there's Johnny Depp claims that she pooped in their bed. She um has now said that uh she believes that the dog she says the dog pooped in the bed because it had consumed marijuana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you gotta but you the, have to own up to it, dude. But Johnny Depp is for sure. He's talked about it. he said, I've seen my dog poop. But my dog don't poop in the bed, and its poops aren't that big. <laughs> right. Like you know no, but like here's here's another thing. You you know the difference between dog poop and human poop. Mm-hmm. Like they're right. Right. I've you seen know, dog wish, poop and I've seen my poop. I kind of wish there was some proof of this poop on the bed. I'm not going to lie. I want to see the picture. We had camera phones, Johnny. Take a pic. Snap what a pic. Heck, Johnny, what are we doing? Grow up. Anyway, <laughs> grow up as we're talking about poop. Um, what's your buzzword for uh, Amber Heard uh, uh, allegedly pooping in the bed and, or or the dog consuming marijuana and pooping in the bed? Tasty. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty. Listen, everyone has pooped the bed once. <laughs> Speak for it yourself, for dude. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Sometimes you poop in the shower too. You know. <laughs> oh, I've we had that, a guy. We I've had that we, twice, yo, and you just got to stomp it, Jackson. We had a guy at Northern, and we figured we knew who it was. Northern State, where I went to college, and uh, he apparently had defecated in the shower. So there was a what we called the shower pooper. He was a serial shower pooper. The shower pooper. And it was like, oh, it was like a real thing. Like RAs were posting notices, like do not crap in the shower. <laughs> anyway, so we had this kid at, at community college and like he got caught pooping in, in his shower because his, his shower literally got clogged. Oh. Yeah. And, and he oh. said it was part of his religion. That's what he blamed it oh, on. No, he said it was part of his religion that he had to poop and stomp it down the drain. Oh goodness. Uh, there was actually, uh, when I was in college, St. Cloud State actually had to put a uh, sign up because their showers were getting clogged for a different reason in the men's uh, room. Yes, we've also, we had that at the University of Nebraska. <laughs> but anyway, we better we better reel this back in. Why why is this tasty? <laughs> this is tasty. It's so good, dude. You know. It's a it's a juicy story. It's a juicy, it's a juicy, tasty story. You know, we, we may never find out the actual truth, whether it was Amber Heard or you know, their dog because their dog was high, but I just, you know, Amber Heard, you got to come up with a better excuse than that. You know, I don't, listen, I don't do the marijuanas, but if I did, I wouldn't imagine myself pooping, like not being able to control my poop because I did marijuana. You know, I mean, you got to come up with a better excuse than that, but it's tasty, man. I love it. My, my word for it is smelly. Okay. It smelly, had to... but also like yummy. <laughs> it's not yummy. It, it was. It was. It's pro- It was probably smelly. This, but my my reason for the smelly, besides the literal smelly, is this story is smelly. This is suspicious. This is suspicious, dude. Um, for one, uh, I don't believe for a second that this dog pooped in the bed. I don't. This lady has been seen snorting something on the stand. 
Nothing confirmed. Yeah, do you she's, think that's real? She's by wild. the way, like, do you think that's, you think that's real? <laughs> I saw the video. It looks like she ingests something. She's it wild does, and out. She's wild and out. Um, and also during the same testimony, this is why I don't think that she's telling the truth because she lied about something earlier that was much bigger. Amber was just questioned about her promised payments to the ACLU in the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles as part of her seven million dollar divorce settlement saying she had to stop donating after Johnny filed $50 million lawsuit against her. She claimed that she had actually donated all $7 million. That was a lie. So I think she's lying about the poop. I think she defecated in the bed. Yummy. All right. Taste. We should get, we should get, I mean, this already reads like a WWYD story, but let's get into WWYD. Should we, or, uh, or should you, uh, let the folks know about, how they can get involved with the outside scoop real quick. I will do that. We'll do a little quick, little quick shout out on that. Uh, yeah. If you want to get involved, the outside scoop, we've got our price now $175 a month. You can be a part of our brand. You can get a commercial and reads. We'll promote you big time. There'll be promotions for you on our radio stations. The Eagle KGFX KPLO Dustin's home KMLO. All of it. Come on out. You'll be on all of it with the reads and you'll be in our show with commercials. We'll give you some shout outs. It'll be great. And then, um, yeah. So hit me up 605-224-8686 or shoot me an email. Jackson Bruce at Dakota radio group.com. All right. We got some good WWYD topics for you guys. Um, man, this, this first story, Jackson, you know, it, it was, it started out as a love story. And it ended up as heartbreak. One of the first couples to ever get married on Zoom. Well, Jackson, they just announced they got a divorce. And they never got to meet each other in person either. My question to you, though, you know, you're newly married, Jackson. You went to Hawaii for your honeymoon. You know, you had a great time out there. But my question to you is, if you're in this situation, what's the first thing you do after you got married on Zoom? with your significant other. I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be with your significant other, but what's the first thing you're doing after you uh, say your vows and you kiss your bride over zoom? I'm figuring out a plan to meet her in person. That's like my first plan. Cause uh, it, it's true. We, we went through our marriage counseling book, everything like that. And touch is such a big thing. Being in person with somebody is such a big thing. And, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I wouldn't get married over Zoom. How? What's the backstory? Why did they never meet? I, I actually don't know the actual backstory behind them never meeting. That's, uh, that's just unbelievable. Of course right. they're going to get divorced. I, want, I mean, uh, so, okay, Jax, let me ask you this. What, what's your love language? My love language? Yeah. I love compliments. Okay. So you want, you want like, so you're a big reassurance guy. I am a big reassurance guy. I love that. Uh, And I love a little cuddling, you know? Are you a cuddler? I do. uh, Just gets really sweaty. So like, it's cool for a little bit. You're calling out your wife like that. It's cool for a little bit, but sweaty Jesse. Sometimes, man. Sometimes. And I get sweaty too. Like it happens, but I'll, I'll cuddle with her for a half hour. Okay. So I actually did find the reason. Okay. The 26-year-old British woman. Okay, so so it was a British woman and an American man. Okay. The 26-year-old British woman claims her American groom has been unfaithful and is now back with his ex. But, yeah, but why didn't they meet? I couldn't tell you that. Probably because, you know, COVID and traveling overseas and all that. 
there's some there's some strange stories out there. There are some strange stories. What what are you doing? What's the first thing you do when you get married over Zoom? You know, on Zoom, Jackson, you can uh, you can put backgrounds. You know, behind you, you can get you know, especially if you have a green screen, like you can like change the background. Yep. I'm uh, you know, we're going to Paris, France on Zoom. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little candlelit dinner. It's the city of love. <laughs> um, you know, I'm lighting a candle in front of my my camera and changing my background to the Eiffel Tower. And uh, we're gonna have a nice little honeymoon dinner. Some French toast. Try to... Some Brenner. Yeah, some Brenner. And, uh, you know, maybe some steak, some steak, mashed potatoes and gravy. Ooh. And uh, it's going to be romantic. And then, uh, you know, I'm going to be like you. I'm going to try to find that first flight out to see her. I've done long distance. I've been there. You have. I've done that. You have. Grants, New I Mexico have. is a long ways away. It, it is. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a it's short not an easy drive flight. <laughs> you know? No, dude. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, about the Zoom thing. Like. I just, I just don't know, but I'm, I'm happy. I was, ha- I would have been happy for them if they kept it, kept it going. Oh, right. it, but yeah, you, you take story. her to Paris. It reminds me of that Family Guy episode. I don't know if you watch Family Guy, but Brian, uh, Brian starts dating a blind girl. And he starts feeling like, oh yeah, we're in Paris, and he like has her going up this like escalator. He's like, we're climbing up the Eiffel Tower right now. <laughs> And then he like gets a fan when they're up at the top and like puts some crepes in front of it. And she's like, oh, I smell crepes. We are in Paris. We are in Paris. <laughs> oh, buddy. Let's get into our next one. Uh, a toddler, Jackson, you know, um, a toddler. Toddlers, man. Stole his, I don't know if he stole his mother's phone, but he had his mother, he had his mom's phone. This guy, this kid ordered 31 cheeseburgers 31 on doordash on doordash from mcdonald's right um and the the total bill ended up being 90 dollars. the two-year-old child included a 16 dollar tip which that's not a that's not a bad tip at all that's actually not a bad tip it could have been a lot worse oh yeah no tip oh that's the worst well, anyways, this child ended up only eating half of a burger. So you have 30 and a half cheeseburgers left over. Um, my question for you, Jackson, now this woman actually ended up donating the burgers. Okay, good for her. Um, but my question to you is, what would you do with the 30 and a half burgers you have left over? Well, I'm throwing away that half burger. I don't care what any parent says. I'm not eating half of my... T- Dude, I've watched toddlers eat. I ain't eating whatever they're eating. There's boogers and stuff all over. But... With the other 30 burgers, I'm pulling a Big Mac man from earlier. I'm freezing those puppies in the freezer. I'm going to mic those things up one a day for a month. One a day? What? One a day for a month. Or two a day for 15 days. That that sounds like a Turlock deal. I don't care if it's a Turlock deal. I got to get my money's worth on these bad boys. Oh, that's true. And that's true. And McDonald's is a good like you can microwave mcdonald's there's a website that tells you how to do it you really can i've mic'd up mcdoubles and they come out steaming but they're good they actually are pretty solid like out of the microwave still yeah i I will one thing mcdonald's is really really good for is like being able to reheat up your food yeah except for fries don't do fries yeah don't yeah they get a little mushy so i'm 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 freezing those bad boys up and i'm i'm uh i'm gonna reheat them 
and I'm going to have you know, them for I'm dinner. I'm probably going to get flamed for this one, Jackson. All right. I'm probably going to get flamed. You know what I'm doing? What? I'm taking those burgers. I'm going to, um, you know, the uh, the biggest populated city around me, and I'm making a YouTube video, and I'm giving them out to to homeless people. Oh, you you attention-seeking son of a gun. Yeah. I mean, You're going to get all your TikTok followers. You're going to be up to a million. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, but but listen, I'm not only benefiting myself, right? I'm benefiting the community. I'm giving back. Dude, 30 people in a community of uh, 500,000, that's not benefiting anybody. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm giving people a meal to eat. Bro, go go give a homeless dude your credit I'm card. I'm putting the sad music on. I'm putting the sad music on. I'm making a YouTube video. And I'm giving back, Jackson. Unlike you, who is selfish and only cares about himself. Dude. I care about other people. Dude, give your credit card to a homeless dude and have him order whatever he wants for him and his boys. That's what, what I'm talking about. Why, when I have 30 and a half cheeseburgers? Yeah, dude. What if you don't like cheeseburgers? What if you want some McNuggets? Okay. Well, you know, honestly, you should be grateful. Dude, you know? <laughs> he doesn't want to be on TikTok. <laughs> he doesn't want to be on TikTok. He's homeless. He doesn't care. If Okay, Jackson, if you were homeless and some guy came up to you and was like, here, you want this burger, but you have to be on TikTok, what would you say? Yeah, I'd be like, nah. I'm going to okay. sit outside and I'm going to have a cardboard box sign that says, need money for beer, weed, and pizza. And I guarantee you I can get more than just a cheeseburger. All right. Whatever, dude. You're an L. You're, you're an you only L. care about yourself. You you literally only care about yourself, so it's fine. If I as a it. homeless person, that's all I can care about. No, you. you okay. I'm all saving. Right. A, I'm saving one of their burgers. If somebody else wants a burger, they can have it. That's selfless. Right. I don't yeah, need to something. eat. That's I need something. I need my beer, weed, and pizza according to my sign. Well, the the, the beer, weed, and pizza actually kind of um, you know, corresponds with this next topic. Okay. So. Jackson, there's uh, a TikTok going viral actually right now. now. Now that we're talking about TikToks, uh, this man he started explaining why Greek statues has have small packages. Oh yeah, you know you 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 take a look at some of these Greek statues, and you know I had to look it up for myself. They do have small packages, mm -hmm. but that's okay because back in the day, Jackson, back in the day, if you had a small package, it meant you had a sign of virtue and self-control. And the guys with big packages or big units were seen as foolish or barbaric. So it was not a good thing to have a big package back in ancient Greece. So my question for you today, Jackson, if someone came up to you, they go, hey, we want to sculpt, you know, a big statue of you. You can have it. You can put it wherever you want in this world, wherever you want. You name the location. That's where it's going to be. But the only requirement is you have to be naked for it. Like you're, you're, you're completely nude. Would you do it? Yes or no? Yes. Really? They're going to look at me and they're gonna be like, that guy has some self-control. <laughs> And then after, like, dude, my I don't know what, like, what pose I would do. Um, that's a good question. Maybe I'd get it. So, like, I was bending over, like, spreading my cheeks or something. Like, make hey, it funny. Yo. 
make it funny. So then you like see the back of my package. Um, if you can, <laughs> but no dude. And also I just want to point out like ancient, ancient times. I don't believe that, uh, women had many rights. So I think that was just their way of suppressing women. They're like, you can't be satisfied. You get a small package. You get a small package to look at. <laughs> and that's my excuse, because I'm a man and everything I say goes. It's jealousy, man. It's jealousy. But for me, dude, yeah, I, I'd, I'd pose naked for a statue. Sure, why not? Show All off right. my dad bod, show off my physique, my A cups. You know I'm, I, I would do it, too. Yeah. But my statue would not be in America. I'm putting it overseas. Oh, dude, mine wouldn't go well overseas, because I'd be wearing my bush light cowboy hat. And they wouldn't know what that oh, meant. Oh, that, that, that's... What you're wearing? You got the bush light cowboy hat and nothing else. And socks on. And so, well, yeah, you got to keep your socks on. Yeah, dude, my feet get cold. So, uh, yeah, I'm going overseas, dude. And you know what? I I want to do something out of out of a film. You know, I want to get stuck in the in a washer or dryer. Yeah. Type I of deal. You know, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. You know, a little bent over type of action. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want it here in America. It's got to be overseas. I'm talking like South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be on the beach, just just like my my statue, just randomly on the beach somewhere, for no reason. There's like no explanation behind it. I'm just there. I'm naked. I've got complete self control over myself, um, and I'm just in, enjoying it. I'm enjoying the, the beach life somewhere in South Africa, and that that's how I want. That's where I want my statue to be. I want my statue to be in New England, and not New England, in England. So then, like when they see me, they can refer to my junk as a Willie or a Twig and Berries. I like that. I like that, Jackson Bruce. Let's get into our last topic today for WWYD. Anyways, this is a weird story. So this factory um, overseas in India, this man started a business making teddy bears stuffed with used cigarette butts. That's right. He pays rag pickers to collect butts off the street, and then his employees carefully separate the paper and charred tobacco from the filters, which are thoroughly washed and dried before being used as stuffing. So I guess it's not as bad as you would originally think. Like, looking at the headline, you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that thing's going to smell nasty. They're just throwing used cigarette butts in these, like, stuffed animals and just you know letting kids buy it no it's it's not exactly like that um his plan i think it was like four billion cigarette butts is what he was wanting 4.5 no no here it is he wants to uh upcycle 4.5 trillion cigarette butts wow and use them in high-end stuffed animals that's insane that is so jackson my question for you what would you be doing if you uh, collected used cigarette butts? What would you be making? What are you putting them in? You know, something along those lines. Um, I think I'd make like a huge bean beanbag chair. You know, did okay. you ever did you ever have a beanbag chair when you were a kid? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably make a big one with all those cigarette butts, dude. I'd be chilling. There's so much DNA in this uh, in this cigarette butt beanbag chair, but. I'd probably make a beanbag chair. I'd be chilling in comfort while people are coughing up their lungs. You'd be vibing. I'd be vibing. I'd be watching some scrubs in my short shorts, laughing with a little jiggle. I love 
I love that. I love that. No, my my grandma, bless her soul, she she uh, passed away in like 2008, so I was pretty young. But she had a she had a bing bag chair, and uh, she was a she was a frequent smoker, and so I'm just like getting that memory back of like, oh yeah, this smells like cigarette smoke, but I'm loving every second of it. I'm playing my Nintendo in my big beanbag chair. Then you get up to go to the bathroom and you play Wheel you of Fortune. Of cigarette smoke. You have to go to the bathroom and play Wheel of Fortune on the toilet. Yeah, exactly. She, yeah, this was the same grandma who had Wheel of Fortune on the back of the toilet seat. You know, life was good. Just, the vibes were high. The vibes were immaculate, twenty four seven. Life was good. Life was so good back then. But uh, you know what? I'm I'm corking my bat. Oh, with cigarette butts. Oh, all yeah. right. And I'm gonna make my uh, I, I'm I'm gonna live out my dream. I'm gonna be a professional baseball player, but then I'm gonna get caught for having cigarette butts in my bat. Shout out Sammy Sosa. Shout out Big Sammy for the idea. And uh, you know I'm gonna get that big contract. I'm gonna get that Marcus Simeon contract, and then just be a complete dud like he's been this year. Oh, he's been terrible, terrible, oh, he's been horrible. Did you read that article today? Like he's almost last in every category for shortstops. He's terrible. He, he's worse than Paul DeYoung. Some are saying, but he makes like thirty million a year. Yeah, I mean it's insane. And they got six more years of that contract, by the way. So shout rough. out Blue Jays. It's rough. It is tough. It's a tough scene. All right. So should we get shortstack on the line then? Yeah, let's get shortstack on the line, and then uh, after shortstack, we'll come back with our go to topic. Stick with us right here on the uh, on the outside scoop. Welcome back to everybody's favorite topic. It's where you at, what you hauling. We've got Short Stack, the uh, greatest trucker of all time and one of the best American Legion baseball coaches with us this afternoon. Short Stack, how you doing? Where you at and what you hauling? I'm doing great, Dustin. How, how are you boys doing today? Good. 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 Beautiful day out. I uh, just hauled a load of trees to lincoln a, a load of trees a load of trees i was a traveling forest i'm a forest relocator what what kind of trees palm trees uh they there was uh no there was no palm trees jackson <laughs> there was some um, spruce trees evergreens some shade trees you know what that that right there just proves that you care about what you're hauling short stack. I know. Why is that? Cause you just told us some of the trees that were in there. That means that you care about the trees that you're hauling. It means well, you care I about do. the product. I do care about getting them there and getting the money for them. Right. But I don't, I don't know. It just shows that you have a heart and you know, you, you know, kind of brought you know that me. out a little bit yesterday too. Yeah. Um, I got, I got another philosophy for you. Oh, goodness. Let's hear it. An old Chinese philosopher once told me, he who go to bed with itchy butt, wake up with stinky fingers. <laughs> Remember that. Thank you. I, Thank I you wake that. up with stinky fingers a lot. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, whoa. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. But uh, we, we got a good question for you today, Short Stack. Good one for is you. Is it bussin' or is it it's, me? It's bussin', bussin'. No cap, I it's bussin'. bussin'. <laughs> so no there's cap, this... it's... Oh, what, what were you saying? Nothing. I was talking about no cap and bussin'. So oh, okay, okay. 
So there's this viral TikTok video going around, and it's racking up hundreds of thousands of views about this person explaining why male statues from ancient Greece have small packages. So back then, back in the day, having a small unit was considered a sign of virtue and self-control, whereas guys with big packages or big units were seen as foolish or barbaric. So our question today for you, Short Stack, if someone came up to you, they're like, you can have a, we're going to build you a statue. It can be anywhere you want in the world, but the only requirement is you have to be naked. Would you do it? Yes or no? I feel like I'm definitely not barbaric. (laughs) (laughs) I must have a lot of self-control. Yes, yes, boys, I would do it. But for some reason, I don't know that I would be a Greek statue. I'd look more like, I think, the, the Buddha statue. Would you, would like, how would you, uh, so, so, like, give, give us a picture of what your statue is going to look like. Are you sitting, are you sitting down? Are you standing up? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be standing there kind of like the Captain Morgan guy. I got a little captain in me. Oh, yeah. I think that you yeah, should stand like a, like a third base coach. Like, a, <laughs> <laughs> like, like bent over or yeah, like hands that, on the knees. Is, is that how you look at me, Dustin? On, on, on you know, over there? when, when, uh, you know, we've been in those tight games before Andy or short stack. And, um, you know, sometimes when I get nervous, I just, I think of the third base coach is, you know, naked without any clothes on. <laughs> short stack. He's, he's, coaching first. he's checking out your cake short stack. Oh, dude. He, he is. is. <laughs> Dustin says it's it's not even my birthday, and you brought all that cake. <laughs> I said, Happy 24th. Happy 24th, big dog. <laughs> it's bussin' bussin'. Short Stack's got the cake. <laughs> it's a dump truck. <laughs> That speaks a lot to you, being a truck driver and everything. Now I got a question. I've now seen your son, Tony Fitness. He's bodybuilding. If if we put a statue of your son and a statue of you in the Smithsonian, which body are people are going to gravitate to? I would probably say to Tony Fitness. And or whichever UPS man is his dad. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, <God. laughs> I like for me i guess uh I've, I've been told uh quote the dad bod is the move so i don't know maybe maybe you're gonna be looked at as the peak of physical fitness here soon well i could be i, I you know i got it's more of a granddad bod <laughs> you know it's it's beyond the dad bod <laughs> So when so when Tony when Tony has a kid, you'll be calling the the nearest UPS driver, letting him know that he's going to be a grandpa. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. No, actually, if you look at if you look at pictures of me when I was that age, and I, you know, I, we look like we could be twins minus the physique. I lifted weights and stuff, but I didn't get into it like he did. You know, I th- I think. Uh... I think Tyler looks a lot like you. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler, is that his kid? Tyler's, 
Is that? Yeah, that's. Oh, I thought you were talking about your roommate Tyler. And I was like, no, "Jeez, no, you're no, a savage." No, not that Tyler. I thought no. you were being a savage right there. No, his actually, his, his Doug, Dustin kind of looks like me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. That's what happens why. when you coach baseball together for five years. Oh, hey, I, <laughs> hey guys, I just got an envelope, uh, an envelope here, and uh, uh, the DNA test says that short stack, you are the father. Oh, wow. <laughs> was it Maury? Was it from Maury? It was from Maury. It was from Maury. Maury Povich just walked in and let me know. Speaking of that, I got a kind of a, a short story for you. So do I got time to tell it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So we got I got a buddy that we give him heck. He's, he, he's kind of the... I don't what the, who's that kid that played pony he's made the pony league hall of fame oh, oh nicholas Gomes. nicholas gones he he's kind of the nick gones of the class you know he he looked like you know his senior year of high school he looked like he was 24 25 years old full beard you know and we'd give him he's a good guy we gave him hell uh, you know about being older and this and that and one, one year on uh this is probably 10 years ago so he'd be, he'd have been 32, 33 years old. <laughs> we, me and a buddy of mine got a whole bunch of Father's Day cards and filled them out and mailed them off like every two days before Father's Day for like two weeks. We'd, we'd mail off two or three of them. So he, would, <laughs> he continued to get Father's Day cards in the mail. And he he doesn't have I mean he's got kids now but he didn't have kids at the time, and it was just him and his wife. <laughs> and, uh, I guess it was just funny that he was getting all these Father's Day cards from kids I love he didn't. Do you ever? We had and he had to explain that to his wife. Do you ever get random Father's Day cards for a stack? No, I don't. I don't. I got summer kids though. Summer here, summer there. <laughs> summer in Jonesboro, Arkansas. They could be. Yeah. <laughs> could be. We love it. Never know. Okay. You know, oh. I've spent enough time over there. Well, yeah. It happens sometimes. Well, short stack. Got oh, did you, did you have something else to say? I was going to tell you guys, we got our first official Legion game Friday. First official first. game coming up on Friday. Big year. Versus the North Bend Tigers. Over under five wins this year. Losing is not an option. Losing, okay. Um, you you've heard this story, right, Jackson? Ah, uh, no. Okay, so was oh, it co- was it our COVID year? I believe so. I believe so. So our our COVID year, Jackson. Uh, the Columbus Telegram, which uh, Columbus is like twenty miles from us. They uh, they do like a season preview of all the Legion teams, like all the surrounding teams. Mm-hmm. And so they came down, told Silver Creek, Nebraska, and interviewed head coach Shortstack. And um, one of his quotes in the story was, losing is not an option for this team. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that juniors team won three games that year. <laughs> Losing wasn't an option, so a lot of heads were rolling that that summer. Yeah, that you know oh, what, man. That, that but in, in, not, in my de- in my defense, it, it's a good team. They just had their heads stuck in their 
Tickerses. They needed a they needed a window in their stomach so they could see when their head was so far up their butt. Exactly. Exactly. There's too many personalities on one team. Can't have that. Way too many personalities. But all right, short stack. We're gonna let you go. Appreciate the time, and uh, we'll see you again on Monday. Hey, you guys. You have a lovely afternoon. And goodbye. Bye. See ya. Welcome back. Uh, always a fun time with Short Stack. And, you know, you, you always love having that extra time with Short Stack, too. We made up for yesterday with some added time today for him. And uh, Short Stack always comes through. It doesn't matter how much time he has, Jackson. This guy is always just providing some great entertainment for us. Oh, yeah. I love Short Stack, dude. And today was today was a prime Short Stack call today. It was good. It was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. Let's get into our go to topics today. Um, <laughs> Jackson, we got some good ones here. I'll start it off, and then uh, you know you can lead us into the second one. What is your guilty pleasure TV show? This is easy. Okay, Jersey Shore, baby. Jersey Shore. Huge Jersey Shore fan, dude. I love Jersey Shore. You got Snooky, Jay Wow, The Situation, Pauly D, Vinny, Ronnie, Sammy Sweetheart, Dina. You got the whole crew. And it's just like, so they, they have multiple uh, versions of Jersey Shore. They have Jersey Shore, the original, and it's just, uh, it's a crapshoot of a show. The drama's heavy. Uh, everyone's tanned up. GTL, Jim Tan Laundry, baby. Oh, I love Jersey Shore. And then they have Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Everyone's getting into like marriages, having kids, except Vinny. Uh, but Vinny's my dude. I love Vinny. Ronnie's getting beat up in Secaucus. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about here. Uh, you have no clue. <laughs> to anybody who watches Jersey Shore on the pod, uh, hit it up. Tell us about it on Twitter. It is a guilty pleasure show for sure. But, it is, oh, dude, it's so funny. It's so good. By the way, Mike, the situation might be the most hateable person on the original Jersey Shore. Then he gets sober, goes to prison for tax evasion, comes back, and he's just a whole new man. In Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I'm a big Situation fan. He's an inspiration now. Uh, the, the, the comeback is always bigger than the setback. Big Jersey Shore guy, and that is my guilty pleasure. Jim Tan Laundry, GTL. So my, uh, my guilty pleasure is The Bachelor. Oh, no. The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and especially bachelor in paradise because in bachelor in paradise you've got all the failed like bachelor and bachelorettes you know that that go on the shows and so they all meet up on this island and people are dating each other and there's fights and you know this guy stole this guy's girl and um there's like bromances all of a sudden forming and then you know you get like these little clicks of people within bachelor in paradise and uh it's so like Part of it is real, right? Part of it yeah. is real, but there is a lot of that show that is scripted, and I just don't care. I love every single second of it. I get me, I get my boys uh, from back home, and we will we would sit around and watch Bachelor in Paradise for hours on end, and then we would rewatch episodes, you know, because because sometimes you miss some parts in in some episodes. You got to go back and watch. You got to make sure you're getting the full t- context. I am a huge fan of The Bachelor, also a huge fan of like Love Is blind i don't know if you've ever watched love is blind but yep. pretty much yep. um you have to you go in like these little pods and you're not allowed to meet the person across from you until you propose to them 
Oh. And uh, then you get to go, like, go to Mexico for a few weeks, and then you have to live together, and then you have to uh, get married at the altar, and people can say yes or no like once they're there. It's just like a crazy experience. But I love those type of shows, and uh, it's definitely, definitely my guilty pleasure. Uh, not a guilty pleasure reality show, but one that's really good you should watch on Netflix called The Circle. Okay. That one, it's like a social media experiment. Uh, they have uh, contestants. It's like, it's a game. And uh, so what you do is all these people live in an apartment by themselves. They don't have interaction with anybody else. It's all online. So it's like social media and they get in the group chat. They can be whatever. And then they kind of make the connections, whatever. And then they, uh, they rank everybody before they eliminate. And the top two are influencers and they eliminate somebody they don't want in anymore. It's really, really good. You should it's watch it. The Circle? The Circle. It's on Netflix. Okay. They're in season four right now. It's going on. Uh, they actually had new episodes drop today. So I'll be watching those tonight. Um, and the Spice Girls were just in it. Two of the Spice Girls. Uh, so uh, they were catfishing. Yeah, you can catfish. You can be yourself. Whatever you want to do. It's really, really good, though. It's, oh, it's definitely that, awesome. That does sound good. Oh, you got to check it out. Cool. It is it is so good. It's addicting. And it's and you start to really like some of the people and you, you root for them. So that one's not really guilty pleasure, though. That one's just good TV. But Jersey Shore, guilty pleasure for sure. Love it. Next topic, Dustin. So I, I, I hit you because I did the go to topics today. I hit you with two things that you don't do. Watch TV and read books. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the what is the greatest autobiography? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with Stuart Scott. Stuart's- I love that book. I read it last week, folks. It is so good. He's- I was almost moved to tears. It was so good. I, I grew up watching Stuart Scott and um, he, he was a he was a big inspiration for me uh, growing up as a young broadcaster. And, you know, my dream early on in my career was always to go to work for ESPN. Like that, that was my goal. That was what I wanted to do, um, you know, until obviously I got older and I realized that, you know, maybe ESPN is not the move, but um, I, I always just admired Stuart Scott and his work on ESPN. And I always looked forward to watching his, uh, his show and uh it's it's a really good autobiography um i really enjoyed it and it, it's it's a happy story man like it like it, it it's nice to get to know the real Stuart scott in a book and, and and stuff like that but uh you know you get that perspective of his funeral there toward the end of the book and it's sad it's sad but he's just a great guy and, and someone that i really looked up to so i would say Stuart scott great pick great pick Mine is open by Andre Agassi. I'm I'm not okay. a tennis guy whatsoever. You know Andre Agassi, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I was going to say, you're a sports guy. Um, Andre Agassi's book, and Stuart Scott, just like many others, and I'm not knocking him for this because, I mean, being a writer is hard. Uh, everyone's got a ghostwriter, or it says, like, by, um, for instance, David Ortiz with Michael Hawley. You know, you got to have somebody who pretty much interviews you, and they write the words, but you're telling the story. Um, but Andre Agassi didn't have a ghostwriter. Andre Agassi's uh, autobiography is raw. That's why it's called Open. And it's just, and he writes it, and it's just incredible, dude. It's amazing. And some interesting things I found out about Andre Agassi in this book. Andre Agassi hates tennis. Really? He hates it because he was forced to drop out of school in eighth grade because his dad was kind of like a sports dad Nazi type. Like, over the top and the only thing he ever wanted his son to do was become a professional tennis player so he was forced to drop out of school in eighth grade at the age of 14 
and uh, pursue a career in tennis and trained and trained and trained. And uh, he admitted, he goes, I was really good at it, but it's the only thing I knew how to do. So I hate tennis. He goes, I didn't love the game. It was the only thing I really actually knew how to do. And I thought that was incredible. Uh, he talks about how he was actually supposed to be suspended for methamphetamine because he was he is a meth addict um, during the height of his career. And just, dude, the whole thing is just honest and raw. It's amazing. No ghostwriter. Andre Agassi is just a very talented and articulate individual. It was just an incredible book to read. It's very powerful. But I think the thing that stuck with me was like, this guy made all of his money and a lot of money playing tennis, and he didn't enjoy a single moment of it. Isn't that, I, I mean, even like myself as a kid growing up, there were there were people in my life who made me not enjoy the game of basketball. Baseball was always my number one sport, but I also enjoyed playing basketball as well. And after junior high, dude, like just certain coaches and, and whatnot just made me not enjoy the game of basketball. And uh, it, it's crazy. Um, something that, you know, you love and you were passionate about can turn just because of other people. Yeah. And, you know, and to think that your dad would make you forego the rest of your education just so he could be happy that you're a professional tennis player and you don't like any bit of it, but you make millions of dollars doing it. That's just a sad existence. And uh, he talks about it. It's, it's truly a beautiful book. It's a sad book, but it's, uh, but he overcomes it and he, he's living his best life now. We love that. And that's all that matters. That is chase happiness, folks. That's right. Money can't buy you happiness, but I'd love a little more money. Yep, that is true. That is true. Our last go to topic today, Jackson, what's your go to Gatorade flavor? Dude, it's easy. Cool blue. Cool blue. Cool blue. It's incredible. Cool blue. It's the best. Right. It, it, I don't know what flavor that is, but it's so good. That dark blue Gatorade. I do like Glacier Freeze. Glacier Freeze, the light blue is really good. But cool blue, I don't know, man. It just quenches my thirst. I get going. What's yours? Listen, I, I like a lot of different flavors, but there, there's just one go-to, and I'm going to have a lot of supporters with this one, man. I'm just a fruit punch guy. Okay. All right. You get, you, you get that, you get that red mustache going? Game. Right. Yeah, I got the mustache going. You, you get the little fruit punch mustache with it, um, I, especially after a long baseball game or you oh, know, you're yeah. coaching. It's hot hot outside you just need a little gatorade uh you can never go wrong with the fruit punch also jackson gatorade tastes better out of like the squeeze bottle oh yeah you know what i'm talking about oh yeah dude i squeeze i squeeze that cool blue yeah you gotta squeeze it if you're just taking the lid off and taking a sip that it, it doesn't taste as good as when you're squeezing it in your mouth no I agree, but can we both agree what the worst gatorade flavor is not i'm not going to talk about the cucumber one or whatever i'm talking about like a mainstream flavor all right. Lemon yeah. lime. Yeah. Oh, horrible. That's a dub take. Yes. Lemon lime is the worst Gatorade take. flavor. Absolutely the worst. I'm with you there. That That's one thing we can agree on on this podcast, Jackson Bruce. I like that. I like that, baby. That's a good way to wrap this up today, too. Yeah, I got to get to Wednesday beers. John Sterling's hey, waiting you, for you, me. You got to get going. I got to get going as well. I got I to gotta get some things wrapped up here and... uh I hope you have a great rest of your uh, your Wednesday, Jackson. We'll be back on Monday. We will be back on Monday in studio together. Or outside scoop. I'm back in South Dakota for a, for an episode. Let's go. Let's get this. We'll see you guys later. We'll see y'all.